Mayberry is brought to you by Amass Studios, LLC. This episode was recorded on August 15th, 2022, with Sam Amato. Shift Orion, and I am here with Sam Amato to have a conversation about a situation. Sam is going to elucidate on the entire story, but the summary is that he was a Starbucks union organizer who was fired by Starbucks, and then his store had a walkout and are now on strike. But first, I want to talk to you about a different Sam, Sam Maloney. Now, Sam Maloney is a fantastic drummer who's played with groups like Motley Crue, Hole, Eagles of Death Metal, and Peaches. According to a few sources, including Rolling Stone, in an article that was written by Ethan Millman and the people in my network who told me to look into this, Sam was sexually harassed by Stephen Cooper, the CEO of Warner Music Group. To quote the beginning of the Rolling Stone article, Samantha Maloney's story begins where most sexual harassment claims in the music industry end with a non-disclosure agreement. I found a previous Rolling Stone article written on September 13th, 2022. Warner Brothers may be forced to reveal sexual misconduct allegations because this is an interesting thing. I really want, we're gonna focus on this for just a moment. A shareholder activist in the music industry has invoked a little known statute within Delaware's corporate law, hoping to require Warner Music Group to share any records it has related to sexual misconduct allegations within the company from the Rolling Stone article. What I really like the most about that is that a shareholder is using corporate law to pursue accountability in a form it generally doesn't come. Back to Sam Maloney's story. They go on to describe how in February of 2018, she signed a document that silenced her in perpetuity about the sexual harassment incident that she allegedly experienced while she was working at Warner Music Group's record label, Warner Records. So the article goes on to describe the timeline of her situation. And I'll talk more about this in another episode because I want to get to the conversation. But the article essentially describes that Warner Music Group paid Maloney $240,000 and she agreed to never publicly speak about the claims. So she's declined to comment on any specific allegations, but she supports any effort to expose the cover-up of sexual abuse in the music industry. And we at Good Morning Mayberry stand that. We're here for it. I mention this because it's a good time to become aware, in my opinion, because Warner Music Group just announced today, in fact, it appears, as far as I can tell, today on the day of this edit, September 21st, 2022, that they have a brand new CEO. So it would be a good time for them to consider dissolving the NDA. They could literally just yeet that shit any old time. They could use it as toilet paper and call it a day. It is absolutely up to them. They can just fold it up. And for that matter, they can do away with all NDAs that were 
put in place to silence victims of sexual misconduct. I just, uh, you know, it just seems like a great time to do it. Anytime there's transition happening, anytime change occurs, it's a good time to consider a revision about company culture. And so I just really want to encourage Warner Music Group to dissolve that NDA, to release it, to end in perpetuity uh, now. Like, why not? Right now. Uh, So anyway... It's just a great time. It's a really great time to be on the side of truth being a part of the narrative. You know, like a lot of the time, truth is just not a part of the narrative. We have these big holes in the narrative and this is supposed to be acceptable forever, Uh, which to me feels a little bit like sinkholes, existential sinkholes. But, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of things change and people coming together. There's been a merging of freedom movements. Free Britney and Free Bam are fusing together, uh, bringing together a a furious movement of truth seekers that are impervious to frivolous conspiracy theories, fearless against cease and desist demands, and like obsessed with getting and giving attention to and from the best places. So speaking of which, we are here with a sweet and mighty force of change, someone who is not going to be pushed around by the narrative managers and systemic violence peddlers, someone who will follow his intuition and joy into gleeful, glorious, compassionate resistance against oppression, suppression, and other inherent features of late stage capitalism. Please join me in listening to my conversation with Sam Amato. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Yeah. And then Rachel, you can introduce Rachel. She can pop in. There she is. Fellow union leader with me. That's what's up. Technically an ex-coworker because I was fired. Right. Okay. So let's go through. Tell me a little bit about when the union talk started, what your experience was, how it all has played out for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean... I was approached last summer, so I think it was August of 2021, someone, uh, another partner from a different store came up to me. And, um, you know, I think they always knew I was left-leaning, kind of progressive. I would wear, like, my pride pins and a Brianna Taylor pin on my apron every single day. And I think they knew I would probably be a safe person to discuss it with. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know anything about a union. I had no idea. I mean, you learn a little bit in history class, like steel workers, auto workers, you know, I, I didn't know what it was or what it could do. I was just like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, let's do it. And now here I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you first started uh, kind of organizing, what was the, what were the initial type of uh, sort of, I don't use the word complaints because it's, it's like a, it's like a to-do list item more than a complaint. Like, why isn't this already yeah. happening yeah. with unions? Like the, yeah. the, they're never coming to the table with something that's just like kicking up dust for no reason. It's always like, exactly. this, this is something that should have been here all along. So what was missing that you guys are trying to get? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the biggest thing was pay. Like we just wanted more pay. I mean, throughout the pandemic, they've been cutting our hours and, and increasing our responsibilities. So we were doing the job now of like two or three people. Our pay hasn't really gone up. Um, and on top of that, like we've had lots of maintenance issues in our stores and, and they've just been really um, kind of slow to fix them. Like my store personally has had broken tiles in the lobby for years Ooh. and we would regularly request to get those things fixed and just Starbucks wouldn't show up or they wouldn't make it a priority. And 
So it was pay, you know, maintenance issues, facility issues. Also, for me, it was healthcare. Like they framed it as a way to get better healthcare packages and better benefits. So, yeah, I mean that that initially was the like starting point for with all of this. Cool. And then, how long were you all doing your thing and pulling this together before Starbucks put the kibosh on it? Oh gosh, like. Like uh, maybe a week. Like it was so quick. Um, You know, I I thought it was going to be like, okay, like Starbucks calls us partners, right? So here we are, like we're getting a bunch of partners getting together. Like, you know, the company claims to love human connectivity (laughs) and and that we're all valued. And, you know, so I was like, they're going to listen to us and they're going to be really great. And they're going to love what we're doing because this is what they're telling us to do it to do. You know, they, they tell us to challenge the status quo and mm-hmm. we thought we were doing that. And then right away, like a union was announced the next week, dozens upon dozens of corporate members were in town and right away, like <laughs> right away I knew I was like, okay, they're not playing. <laughs> like they're here to give us a scolding. Huh. Yeah. It's so interesting to me when businesses will use rhetoric powerful rhetoric they do studies to figure out like that this is mentally manipulative this is going to impact people and speak to like deep uh, like memories or like motivations like stuff that's really imperative to us for sure yeah you show up in earnest and you respond you're communicating with them like you see you're like okay people work for this company this is a real thing i'm a real thing and you respond in kind and then they come in. They could have approached it a few different ways. There's so many ways to approach You don't necessarily have to give mm-hmm. people exactly what they're asking for, but meeting them somewhere in the middle is lovely, like, sometimes. Right. But what seems to be Which happening... they would do, but... Right. You know. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, it's... It, we... People who are well-intentioned, we tend to project our good intentions on other people and assume yeah, that I we're going to get so. the best from them. But, yeah, it's just... It's an interesting thing because there's, like... It's almost like an absolute panic happening at corporate level uh, where they don't know how to respond to the organic response. They started trying to emulate humanity a little bit differently and blur the lines of what's business and using words like partner, of course, like... For real, it was wild to see what what they were doing, like we had people in our store that would be like, we're here to support you. We want to make you, we heard you had some issues and we're here to help you because we're all partners. And we'd be like, so who are you? What, what is your position? I'm just a partner. And like, we would never get their name. We would never know what their title is. Mm. And they'd be like, what can we do in your store today? But they couldn't make drinks. They couldn't operate a drive through, you know, I'm like, I guess you could change a garbage. I, I don't know. Like what, like, come on. Like it's, I thought they would see us as like people. I thought I would, I, I was like, let me lay myself on the line. Like, I'll tell you what's going on. I'll tell you my struggles with this company. Like what I've been going through. I'm a human being. Like we, I was sitting across from the vice president of Starbucks, Ross Ann Williams. And I was like, here I am. This is what I'm going through. And I thought it would, you know, it would be a genuine connection, but it, no. It's wow. not. They, so they don't care. What actually happened from there? Give us a little narrative, like from when you got their oh, attention gosh. to when suddenly you're yeah. like fired. 
fired. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh God. I mean, it's a roller coaster. So, you know, first we had dozens of members of corporate in regularly coming to our store, surprise visits, holding what they called listening sessions, which were basically captive audience meetings. Um, we saw them for, for a while coming in and out. They kept saying, you know, we're here for you. We're here to support you, whatever you need. Like we're here, we're here. All the while they're spreading lies about unions. They're telling us all these horrible things about unions. Um, my store personally, we they right away fired my store manager who had been with the company for a long time. And then we had, after that, we had 10 different store managers over, I think it was like an eight month period come through oh a store. God. Yeah, right. We had, all, and of course, all of them have a different style. They interpret the rules differently. They have different standards. They make up their own rules. It's always very confusing and you can't follow through with anything. Like it's awful. And we'd like five different district managers, like uh. companies at that level and how they prioritize efficiency and cost is so bizarre to me too. Like the, I can just see yeah. it's like hemorrhaging energy to have everybody spitting in circles oh, yeah. that many times that frequently. And they would prefer mm-hmm. to spend their money there than have a legitimate conversation. Like Right. I know, like they're flying all of these people to Buffalo, New York. They're putting them in hotel rooms. They're giving them bonuses. They're paying for their meals. They're paying all these ridiculous illegal fees. I mean, it's just over the time. I'm like, come on. Like, I'm literally here asking for the tiniest raise just to be able to pay my bills. Like I was uh, recently in, in a video with More Perfect Union where I discussed the shortcomings of Starbucks healthcare because I had a tumor removed. And I, I have literally like $2,000 worth of bills at home. And I'm like, you're putting all of these people in hotel rooms for months all across Western New York. And I'm like, you come on. Like, and I'm just asking just for a health insurance plan that's affordable. Like it's, it's a slap in the face. It's really disheartening. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I can just say, you're like, so much heart. So like disheartening. I, I get it because I yeah. approach life in a similar fashion. Um, yeah. Keep going, you know, yeah. <laughs> like just, yeah. 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 Find heart other places because these people will not, right. they'll, they'll continue. I just trying feel like, to how could it. you not care? How could you, how could they just be so careless with everything? And really, I don't know. It just genuinely shocks me. Maybe I'm just naive, but it genuinely shocks me how, how little they like see us as people. We're, we're just like a tool for them to use. And then as soon as we start to question or, or speak up, they say, okay, we'll do whatever we can do to get you out and we'll get new faces in. And then, it's, you know, after a few years, when they start to question, when they start to speak up, we'll do the same thing to them. It's really sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, there's been a significant amount of time where like the primary uh, like the curriculum around business development has been to look at things that way and kind of see everything as a monopoly board yeah. and the yeah. players, the staff and personnel are just tokens that you can kind of manipulate around to get. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I have a lot of, I, I'm doing a lot of research into like what kind of businesses are emerging, what kind of capital is moving hands. There's a lot of like, you know, with, with the internet and people being able to have these brands just like being a personality, mm-hmm. the way that celebrity and communication and public relations, it's all shuffling around. 
Yeah. I recently learned the 1% is supposedly the actual definition of it, I guess, is people that have a net worth of over, I think it was $30 million. And I was like, that's very oh bizarre. That's a lot more people than I would have yeah. assumed, first of all. And right, like, yeah. if that's the case, then everything can be adjusted really kind of easily. Like it, it'll take some yeah, time in doing, so but this is the sort of stuff that moves it along. They, they wanted to humanize at some level. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of it probably is like, first of all, their needs are all met. Like when, when you get into work at that level, a lot of them, yes. like I've known people who've worked in uh, like executive levels of like startups and like, it was a nepotistic hire, like the, the role that my friend was in, like he talked about it, like he just knew and still somehow he succumbed to this cultural understanding that would happen in their environment. Like he'd come home from the place, he'd have like snacks from the snack room that are, it's like $8 smoothies in a bottle or whatever. And like, yeah. he'd just get on the internet and start looking for pants on like Kickstarter or whatever. And like, just, he's yeah. like thinking about, like he's so distracted with uh, how am I going to, kind of spend the capital I've been getting. And now I occupy, I have this, so I've got to do something with mm -hmm. it and more time is taken up. I don't think it's comfortable for people like that either. I think it probably shocks them and oh, breaks their heart different ways and startles them differently too. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah, so I, just, I have a lot of hope that, that people like you are really going to make some yeah. uh, like effective healing happen culturally for all of us, I think. I hope so. And I mean, you're seeing it in, in so many places. Like it's not just Starbucks. It's not just here in Buffalo or me. Like there's all over, like there, there's people that are like standing up and saying like this, this isn't okay anymore. Like we need to do something different. And yeah. I, I hope it changes. I hope the system changes. Like it's. I think it has to, we are the system. We're changing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We are the system. It's like that little bug's life speech with all the ants, like, oh, there's, you know, all the, the head bugs are like, oh, there's so many ants out there. Like, they're the ones, if they get together, like, they're the ones that have the power or whatever. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of information moving and kind of revelations mm -hmm. happening about, like, why things are the way they are. And I don't know. I think the more that we engage with each other and learn and just keep coming back and trying again. You know, uh, yeah. they're pretty repetitive. A lot of the time narrative of uh, what would marginalize us or keep us in positions where we're just constantly struggling is just repetition. And oh, yeah. the people repeating it, it don't really know why they're saying it. <laughs> they're just Yeah, that's true. Word. So where else, do you, what else yeah. do you, what are you into? Where do you come from? Like what inspires the person that you are? That's Oh my gosh, that's a really difficult question. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I've just, oh, it's so hard to talk about myself like that. You know, I've just always really, like, vibed with talking to people and, like, meeting people and just being out there. I mean, I don't know if you saw some of my photos, too, but I'm really into Britney Spears mm -hmm. and pop music. And I've had my Britney Spears shirt on and we've all had Britney Spears signs out there. And it's just, you know, I want to have a good time. Like, we're not here for a long time. And, you know, when you look around you, everything seems to be falling apart. And if you open the news, it's falling apart. Mm -hmm. I'm like, have a smile, have a good time, listen to some good pop music, Renaissance by Beyonce, stream it. It's Virgo's Groove. 
really great. That's right. I noticed today and you're a Virgo. That and that, I was like, oh, yes, of course. My birthday's one month from today. So okay. well, happy early birthday. Virgo. Yeah. So. Thank you. So like Starbucks can take away my insurance and my paycheck and everything else, but you know, I'm still gonna smile at the end of the day. Like I'm surrounded by good people. So Yeah. And then you have, is your fundraiser still going? It is, yeah, it is. So I mean, I can't believe it. Like it's the number of people that have been like strangers that have been donating blows my mind. I'm like, you're a stranger and you want to give money to my GoFundMe? What? Like it's just. But like, also, I've had customers that I've not seen that I've not talked to in years from like old Starbucks that I worked at that like have donated a few dollars and they're like, oh my god, I remember you when you worked at the Galleria Mall Starbucks. It's just <laughs> it feels good to like to know that there's people out there that like support you and, and have your back. Yeah. It means a lot to me. Yeah. It's uh yeah. Donations is definitely a, a loud form of nonverbal communication. It's like yeah. cheering for you for sure. Cool. Yeah. And not even the donations. It's not even about that, but just like, you know, the people messaging me on like Instagram and stuff, the old customers, old partners, like it's, it's really nice to hear and like having my team like the walkout video when i was fired when my team walked out like i just couldn't have imagined that it's and i'm just really grateful for them like i just i it is such a traumatizing experience to like lose everything after you know more than a decade to just suddenly it's done to have your job be taken away from you and everything else but to have like the support there and like the team behind me like it's just this experience could be i could be sitting at home like in bed unable to get out and my team is really supporting me and helping me through this and i'm so grateful that's beautiful that's important yeah Yeah, it is very important yeah cool well what are you doing with your time now what are your plans like do you have any are you kind of just feeling it out um I'm just kind of feeling it out. Yeah. I mean, it's been so busy since I was fired. I mean, we, we we're still on strike and, you know, we're, this is, I think one of um, the incidents that has received the most visibility for the Starbucks union. And we're really mm-hmm. just trying to like capitalize on that and go off of that. And, and I literally, t- I told that. multiple people that I was meeting with you today and that I was very excited about it. All of them knew who you were. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, they didn't know you by name. And as soon as I said yeah, well, yeah. what your story was, they were like, oh, that yeah. guy. And now they will yeah. remember your name probably because I said it multiple times. And um, yeah, this is that's cool. Yeah, I hope it yeah. turns into something like I hope it shows people like I'm just I'm a completely average person and every I'm just Sam from Buffalo. There's like not really anything special about me. Like <laughs> and I just worked for a company for a long time and they fired me and it, it could happen to anyone. And it's it's not okay and it, I, I want people to be aware of what these places do and how, how little they value us mm-hmm. yeah well okay well i'll say in my experience in my research all of my icons who've done the most world-changing things that i love the most are all pretty not special basic people <laughs> they just really yeah. experienced something that was mind-boggling and inspiring and they yeah. did something they had to and also, we are special. I think you are special. Yeah, you're right. Everyone is special. Yeah, this but, is certainly the beginning yeah. of a, a great story. And yeah, this I will all so. be very much behind you and the, the root of something cool. Like, yeah. Yes, I sure hope so. I, I feel that. I really do feel that. 
I will find, I, I know my worth and my value and um, I will find someone that sees that. Yeah. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole, it's a system. You'll find people, people will find you. It's all mm-hmm. going to be great. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, this is, it's like, um, this is a technology. It's like a social technology. Like when we develop the ability to communicate a different kind of way, it gives us the ability to, it's like a, it's a vehicle sort of, we can, we can change a lot. We can make a lot of motion. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Kind of reach destination. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to, I think it's, uh, I think it's powerful. Yeah. I agree with that word. And like, thank God for like, I mean, just now we're able to communicate with people like in an instant from all over the world. And like, I'm just so grateful for that to just, you know, I think especially during the pandemic when we all were like at home, just not doing anything on our phones. Like I'm really grateful for all of the network that I was able to build digitally. And like, I know it's not, it's different from like in-person communication, but it's still a network and it's still people. And those people have been supporting me too. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the internet's definitely a place. It's, it's a tree. Yeah. It's powerful. It is. You're in New York, right? You're 3,000 miles away in a whole other time zone. Yes. Um, Western New York, yeah. Word. I'm sorry, where are you located? I'm like north of San Francisco is the most reasonable description of where I am. Um, Yeah, in uh, Sonoma, technically, right now. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Pretty out there. Uh, Yeah, it's real hot where I'm at. Very landlocked. Yeah. I'm I'm about to be heading down south. I think I'm going to L.A., Uh, Oh, fun. Surely see what happens down there. There's a bunch of Starbucks on strike uh, this week down there. Oh, cool. That's what's... Okay, so with the strikes, there's events happening, right? There's like rallies. There's things that people could be involved in. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I... My store was on strike all last week, and we're continuing this week. We're we're doing evening strikes because there's honestly a lot of traffic that drives by weather's cooler we bring glow sticks we're gonna have a snow cone machine this week so we're doing them five to nine in front of my store which is in amherst new york and honestly we just we play some music it's not like a traditional picket that you you usually associate strikes with or like you know people just like marching in a circle which nothing wrong with that but like you know ours is more laid back we just chill out sometimes we'll get pizza we have snacks and we just have a good time like we're all just a big team and just having fun again that's important we need we need to have fun in all of this i personally feel like fun is one of the more powerful tools to bring to any radical action yes. anything that is a resistance movement what was it i agree is there dancing at the revolution i'm not coming i think <laughs> right exactly yes britney spears always has a place on every single one of our flyers that we make for the strikes <laughs> so she's always there that's what's up. We have a very lengthy playlist, mostly early 2000s pop hits. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah. Great. Awesome. And then are all of the Starbucks getting involved in some way? Is it a kind of hunt and peck situation where the ones that are showing out are showing out? Yeah. I, so um, I think about half the stores in Western New York are officially unionized. I mean, this is where where it all started, and it's you know, a couple hundred nationwide. I believe it's two hundred now, with hundreds more that have filed. Um, we've been getting good turnouts at my strike. A lot of partners here. I mean, they they knew me for my you know years of 
work for the company. So a lot of people have been turning out. There's a lot of support from the union. Thank God um, they've, they've been here every step of the way. But even just nationally, like I think people have had enough. Um, Starbucks actually just sent out a, a memo today, like accusing the union of doing of partnering with the NLRB and doing some really shady things. And it's just, you know, it's not true because they don't have proof and they haven't filed charges. It's just some PR. But I think people are finally seeing, you know, partners are finally seeing like, okay, like it's not the company that they claim to be. Let's do this. The time is now. Like, hmm. so it's, it's really, it's spreading fast. I mean, it started August of 2021 and now here we are and it's hundreds of stores. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's that's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's like, like this is Starbucks wants us to be partners. This is partnership. Like yeah. we're reaching out to people all over the country and like we're it's it's this is what they've always encouraged us to do and now we're doing it. So Yeah, I mean, from where I'm positioned, I feel almost like even if they didn't realize it, this is basically their business plan. Like, this is what they chose as a business. Mm -hmm. They came up with the rhetoric. They invited you in under these terms. That's exactly it. They indicated they were having a conversation, that there was some communication happening, and then they did something heinous. And if they don't expect (laughs) to get backlash from, like, nobody likes corporate. Like, customers are always hoping, like... There are whole customers that their entire thing is they're like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to figure out how many free things I can get by complaining today. Yes. And if I have to do it, <laughs> I'm going to call corporate. I'm going to do that. And like the, yeah. everybody. So for them to choose to position themselves as villainous is bizarre because they're already in such a mm-hmm. negative, neutral, like dehumanized position just by nature of their existence. Oh, yeah. So, and the the staff, the partners and the customers are in like an actual obvious partnership. Like you are physically interacting, you're giving them sustenance. It's essentially magic yeah. and alchemy to be a barista. Yeah, for real, right. Wake up and live your life juice, you know, or like oh, right. you're getting. But a lot of people come there because they're like, oh my God, I feel like crap and they need to mm. wake up so they can live their life. So like that kind of Specific, you can go like the sandwich shop doesn't have that same vibe as the barista. Like every cafe, it's I agree. a little extra, and it's not like a bartender as a different magic, this alchemy yeah. kind of bar. But for them to not <laughs> recognize great the kinds of magic, by the way, oh, absolutely, and bartender, yeah, absolutely, yes, two ends. It's a yin and the yang, or something. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, yeah, they dovetail together well. But yeah, no, for the, it just seems so bizarre that people that have such a high value compensation package are so unable to fathom the job that they are doing. Yeah, and what I agree. They play it. People who do P- PR tend to think of themselves as outside the narrative and they get shocked when they're included and have to like do damage control to try and unwrap yes. themselves from the narrative to control it again. That's... yeah. It's very bizarre, but it's happening everywhere, right? It really is happening everywhere. Yeah. But it's funny to see like when we are bringing up all of these issues, like in, in the meetings that they're having with us, when, when management comes in or like some stores, you know, there's only two stores actually that have had bargaining sessions. When you bring up some of these issues, like it's almost like you can see it. Like, you know, like, I know you guys know it makes sense. Like, you know, like what we're <laughs> asking for isn't wild. Like, I like 
you can't be that disconnected from reality, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, it's, it's, well, I'll never not, understand it fully. I mean, would they not want you to be sure that you can like get to work and have somewhere to live when you're not at work so that you're right. a healthy, like not even your best self, but a baseline, a healthy, reasonable self to come to work. You That's would the, think they want that. You would yeah. think that. You'd think that. <laughs> I don't know. I think they. I think yeah. that probably talking about it like this is is like a better approach than that. again with the humor and the fun. The levity is like so powerful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is a human yeah, thank being. Thank you. you. Find their funny bone. It's hard for them to be <laughs> terrible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Speaking of funny bones and having fun, yeah. and how the narrative is really hard to control. I would love to talk to you about Britney Spears. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Please talk to me about her. That's yeah. Like, um, so I assume been there my whole life basically. So, um, so yeah, you're, you're very busy, <laughs> but I'm sure you're making time to keep up on what the fuck is happening. Oh my there. gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, she can never catch a break. I feel like not at all. Not at all. I personally, yeah. I am, I'm starting to get very comfortable with the fact that I get wrapped up in this shit. I was like crying for two days about what was happening last week and just yeah. like, how is this the story? I was hoping for a happier ending and like maybe we're on work. I'm hoping yes. for the same thing that I'm hoping for with the things that we're dealing with in our lives that I was addressing. I didn't really talk about much of my life with what I'm seeing in you. Yeah. Uh, where like this information getting on the table can help move things along that for the long run stuff can heal or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I can't believe that K fed is exactly who this fuck he always was. I never liked him. I, liked <laughs> yeah. him. I mean, I'm now, not surprised, but yeah, I mean, I, it's not, it's not, it just is so exactly predictable. Like it's so it's boring. It almost. really is. And like, <laughs> it really is. I don't even know. I don't even know. But, it's good that it backfired. I mean, I, I think I the number of articles that I've seen out there yes. that are like, oh, you know, they're trying to paint Britney as a bad mom, but she's doing exactly what almost every other mom does. And yeah. being a parent is hard and you can't, it's not going to be perfect. So, yeah. you know, you can't from one video, one or two videos, you can't determine what they're like as a person or a human or a parent, you know? Right. And like, it's interesting because they're so normal. Like I've seen this happen with people I know. And so I know that K-Fed and that woman that he's married are saying, I know almost word for word what they have to be saying to those boys to have them at the age they're at say what they're saying now. Oh yeah. yeah. In Puritan environments with people who are hypocritical and like, they're like, it's really, uh, it's super cut and dry. Like it's almost like yes. no variation in the directions that people go when they're developing under this type of delusion. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. But he has a trip money or no money. They're just from Louisiana or wherever the fuck he's from. I know, right. Yeah. They happen to get I in. I don't know where he's from, but who gives a shit? Let's never know where he's from. Right. Yeah. Period. Let's never know. I'm okay with that. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's been tripping me out too. The kids are basically the same age Brittany was when her career started turning into a hellscape. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Oh, there's going to be a moment. There has to be a moment where they retrospectively look back and they're like, Oh, like 
Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah. And, and it's, they're at that age now too, where like, I mean, I was, I'm still annoyed whenever my mom says something weird or does anything. I'm like, oh, no, especially being a teenager, like, come on, like you're always annoyed by your parents. Right. Like, Brittany's absolutely cringe core too. I think all of us were pretty shocked when like, yes. we got any control <laughs> of her public like social yeah. media and turned out to be full-blown like southern cringe core like yes i love it i'm cringe core like i, I, I would get on the I, air I and love it, but yeah <laughs> if that was my mom i'd be like oh mom like Ooh. please stop yeah like, come on like yeah but you know she's she's living her life and she seems like she's having a great time and i'm sure those kids are gonna get to an age one day where they're like where they understand what happened. They've got to. I mean, they're just, yeah. I think that people will end up intervening. I hope that people intervene and, and just insist that yeah. they are informed about something. Yeah. Like there's so many ways that communication happens. But I think people forget Brittany was doing sketch comedy like really early in her life. She was doing like yeah. Oh, yeah. character acting and almost like mm-hmm. constantly like, because she was a child getting into it as a career. It's like, yeah. you know, like how much right. of this can we literally extract out of you every waking moment? And um, I was in performing arts when I was a kid. And it's it's like psychological torture and physical torture. Like it's it's mindful and strategic and, and yeah. willful. But it's, I mean, tech week is insane. They'll have you doing, you know, like 15 hours sometimes. Sometimes you're like sleeping there and you oh have to act like early in the morning for things. And you're yeah. like, dozing off at like 11 o'clock at night or whatever. And that's for, um, you know, like a, like a local play or whatever was the kind of pressure. I was, um, semi-local or whatever. It was a little bit of a big deal, but they, uh, they, I think people are kind of just willfully forgetting, um, that she's just inevitably going to be one of the weirder people that you see in the world. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, any life all, is far or, from a typical life. Like it's not yeah, gonna be yeah. anything like yeah. our, our experience. It's going to be so different. And that's not even to mention the bizarre hazing that like the interview process was at the time that she was like real formative and cresting into adulthood. <sighs> it was almost like a like a rite yeah. of passage that all of our icons from pop culture had to go through a period of getting all of their most fragile and vulnerable things dragged out and criticized and ridiculed. Yeah. All of this was, I remember when I first was getting into Britney, when I was like in the sixth and seventh grade, the big story was, did she get breast implants? Oh yeah. And it's like, well, she was literally 16 when she released her album. And now she's 18. Like you grow up, your body changes. Like, come on. Like it's, it was like, I was always a big deal. Like what every, every time she, you know, did she wear a wig? Is that her natural hair? Is what, and it's like, ugh. is she actually singing? It was hard, it was hard to like see. Seven times a day for six weeks straight. Like, is she yes, having right? a, give them a break? Like, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. real. Like, yeah. Always under scrutiny. Another, like bizarre dehumanizing concepts of things like where even people would get the, idea that somebody could be worked to that degree like historically stars never went through that level of work like that like people went on heavy maybe michael jackson was like treated like that i'm you know there's a small list you could think of but uh i don't think there was any model for what her 
no life was like in any way i remember recently like i looked up like a mariah carey tour that she did in the 90s like a big worldwide tour and she had five six days in between each tour date and i was like wow like you just you don't see that like and and now like i what was it a few weeks ago a bunch of artists came out and they were like canceled tours or or postponed dates and they're like this is actually not something that's that fun it's really hard work and it's stressful and you're under so much pressure I, like i thought i was under pressure you know working five days a week at starbucks i can't imagine for months every single day doing that you know not being at home not sleeping in your own bed not mm -hmm. being around the people that are your friends and family mm -hmm. it's hard yeah they also need to be treated like people. Yeah. I, their managers, their agents, the people that were marketing and trying to sell them to us, I don't think they ever could know that that we were who they're selling it to. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't think they yeah, could yeah. know. And, uh, that's that projection thing where we project good intentions on people. They project ignorance mm -hmm. and stupidity and a lack of empathy. And, oh, yeah. you know, we just want to, we all want to just be pleasured and like have fun yes. and like just we're just going to buy and sell and buy and sell. And like, they think everybody's going to think on that simplistic level and they could not fathom that uh, we, it's not tolerable. Like it's not, yeah. it's not even like we notice. It's just like, that's like, we reject that. Like we're not, yeah. we're not going to be fed trash and <laughs> insisted upon uh, yeah. the human resilience is a beautiful thing. And the, and they're like it is. in all of this distancing and all of this, like, separation and division and conflict and all of that the fact that like uh this also like is happening this compassion mm -hmm. this like consideration, seeing through the bullshit uh it's i don't know there's there's a lot of good stuff happening there really is there really is yeah. feel good about it yeah is there anything that you want to plug events coming up how do people find your fundraiser follow starbucks workers united instagram twitter TikTok. it's at sb workers united i'll link that down in the notes please do and then my personal instagram is mr mr underscore amato a-m-a-t-o i've been posting our strike flyers and all of our events and, and about my story and that's where my gofundme is i mean it's the least important thing but just please follow for the story and all of the things i have to tell and look at our strikes they're fun like oh yeah there's a lot of people again glow sticks music your posts are adorable and hilarious thank you <laughs> thank you i try <laughs> yeah yeah actually it doesn't seem like you try it seems like feels feels very organic <laughs> thank you thank you well thank you for joining me thanks for coming yeah. on the show it was really fun. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, and thanks again, Rachel, for letting us borrow your computer. Rachel, thank thanks you. again. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsors, everybody on our Patreon. Stay tuned for our migration to Gumroad announcements. Wasn't Sam wonderful? Isn't he a gem? If you want to keep up with Sam, you can find him on Instagram at Mr. Amato, M-R underscore A-M-A-T-O. And you can keep up with the union on SB Workers United. If you want to give Sam money, his GoFundMe is in the link in his bio on Instagram. If you want to give me money, you can do that on Cash App or Venmo at I am Shift, I-A-M-S-H-I-F-T. 
As always, you can find all the links to all the things in the show notes and at goodmorningmayberry.com. There are some cool, awesome changes in the air here, there, and everywhere. Thanks for tuning in and come back and check us out next time. In the meantime, always remember to never forget. We need to have fun in all of this. Thanks for listening. Now, I'd just like to say again, thank you so much to all of the people who have helped to sponsor the show along the way. Uh, And we are in the beginning of a reboot. So we are definitely, definitely looking for people to get excited about getting on the Patreon and or sponsoring us in various ways. If you want to sponsor an entire episode, you can email us at connect at goodmorningmayberry.com or call 415-3434-420 and leave us a message. We will definitely get back to you and talk about how you can do that. If you're interested in kicking in a little bit of money every so often or just once uh, right now would be great because we need like a we need a few things for the studio. We need a hard drive. We need some new microphones. Uh, The studio is fully mobile now at this point. And so we need a dedicated hotspot. And also it'd be great, real cool, if I could uh, get some support editing because it's all on me to get these guests on here that are so wonderful to share their time with us and put these episodes all together. The music is uh, half mine from now that I'm making actively for this show and uh, half stuff that I produced over the years. So yeah, I just, I really appreciate any, uh, any monetary support that can be thrown our way at this point. This is not a hobby for me. I take this all very seriously, and I hope that you do too. Um, I'm, I'm not going to mince words or beat around the bush. We need your cash. It's a strange time to be joining on as a patron of our show because we are leaving Patreon soon. But uh, if you want to join us there for now, you can. Do that on patreon.com slash goodmorningmayberry. You can always go to Cash App or Venmo if that's easier for you at I am Shift. Uh, and if you if you need help, if it's difficult for you to get money to us through those methods, I would like to help personally make it easy for you. So hit us up 415-3434-420 or email connect at goodmorningmayberry.com. Uh, or you can try to hit us up on the social medias, uh, which we're getting a lot more messages through these days. But we'll get back to you soon. We really will. We'll get back to you soon. And just stay tuned for information about our migration to another platform where you, good people of Mayberry, can gather and uh, give us money to support this fantastic show continuing on and on and on. We've got really great episodes in store and we're looking forward to sharing them with you and i know i keep going back and forth between i and we but if you've been listening to the show for a little while you know that when i say we i mean me and my demons and uh you can join the legion too by contributing in any way shape or form that includes listening thank you for joining us gooba gobble gooba gobble one of us now you're in you know have a have a great morning or evening or whatever it is that you're doing. It's it's always a good morning around here. It's always a good morning. Wake the fuck up. Get your shit together. Anyway, love y'all. Bye. Good Morning Mayberry is brought to you by Amass Studio LLC. 